and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to another K-Con recap episode. Oh my god! Oh, it's been so long since we've been able to do one of these. I know. Finally back. KCON is back. Yeah, for the first time in person since the world ended. Yeah. Um, and it was back bigger and better than ever in many ways. For sure. Um, so we have so much to cover that we're actually going to give you two episodes this week. Yes. I think concert episode will wait till Friday, just so I'm not editing till three in the morning. But we'll have double content for yes. you this week. Um, and I'm so excited to talk about it because we had a blast and we did we did more KCON than we've ever done before. Absolutely. We usually, I think, are pretty lazy when it comes to the convention side of things. And we tend to stick to the convention floor. And we've never really taken advantage of the panels and the workshops um, that... KCON always has every year. Um, but this time we really made a point to look at the schedule, make a plan of all the things we wanted to see. Um, and yeah, it was a jam packed three days for us for sure. Absolutely. Um, and so I guess we'll just get into a chronological recap of Mm -hmm. how our weekend went and, uh, finish it off with some final thoughts about the 10th anniversary of, uh, KCON in LA. And uh, yeah, so Friday morning, we got there a little late because <laughs> we went to 17 on Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> so this was this was a very long, oh. long K-pop week for us, you like guys, longer we than not, ever. <laughs> we were not prepared for the stamina that this would require. require yeah. <laughs> but we also were, we, we went hard at 17, as we always as we do. As we always do. And so Thursday was a um, sad day of recovery. And then Friday, we were not up. <laughs> we had not fully recharged. No. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, so we we got ourselves to KCON eventually, though. Yes, we did. Um, and we spent Friday kind of just getting a lay of the land because the concert, as always, was on Saturday and Sunday. Um, and the sort of bigger main events tend to be saved for those days of the convention as well. Um, so we started by, I think, just going around the floor, right? I'm trying to remember, but I think that sounds right. Like, we picked up our badges went and found the press room where we could hang and get coffee and put our shit down and look at the schedule and look at the schedule and then we want yeah then i think we wandered down to the actual convention floor which was the biggest craziest like most elaborate mm-hmm. convention floor I've ever seen at KCON. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. So the convention floor was in the same space that it always is, but on the left-hand side, there was the huge McDonald's truck, and then there was this enormous sector of K-Beauty. Right. Like a huge little, like a whole Macy's makeup section, yes. essentially. <laughs> like, it was so big. And then in the middle of the convention floor, they had like a lot of interactive booths. So that's where like Toyota had something called the Music Garage, which it had a little stage and they did a lot of random plays there. And then there was an actual stage like in the middle. I don't remember what that was called, but they did like a relay dance challenge there. And then there was this whole setup in the middle that was like 
an Isaac games yeah. maze where you would go in. They had games at a certain time throughout the day and you would go in, wait in a very long line. You got to make your own little Isaac bib and then you got to compete in different games. Like one of them looked kind of like a cornhole and another one was like you were, you and somebody else were standing on like wobbly platforms and you had to like knock each other off with their fans um, and that looked really fun. We didn't participate in that, but we just sort of observed it from the sidelines. And then on the right hand of the convention center were the merch booths. Right. So there was, um, like official KCON merch. And then they also had different tables, like choice music had a table. There was one whole table that was just BTS stuff. I don't know like what company that was. Um, it, I don't think it was like an official hybe table or anything <laughs> like that. Um, and there was a big was titty gang merch yep, table uh-huh. where they had a giant blown up version of our friend Natalie's article about big titty gang. And you could buy sweatshirts with BTG on it. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently Big Matt's mom was working a booth somewhere on the convention floor too. And I would have loved to ask her what she thinks about her son's titty legacy. <laughs> um, but then in the back of the convention, they had a huge stage set up. Um, and there was, uh, the Berkeley Conservatory of Music, which is a, or the Berkeley College of Music, which is a school in Boston, has a dance conservatory as well, apparently, which is something I didn't know. Um, but they had a performance that they did. Like, I think they did it at least once every day. Yeah. We um, saw it three separate yeah. times throughout the convention, <laughs> but it was like, they had one of the dancers on the team had choreographed a piece that was called like art of k-pop or something and it was like a bunch of different k-pop songs and they were not doing the choreo that the groups do they were doing their own choreographed things and there was so much like big beautiful legs and they were like lifting each other and it was like it was amazing it was so dynamic and beautiful and fun um and i'm glad we got to see it three (laughs) times Um, but then in another corner, like behind the beauty stuff, there was this other, it was like, I don't, it wasn't a stage because it wasn't raised, but it like had a curtain and a big screen and some of the idol groups like did go like where we saw the lights on selfie envy thing, but I don't know what that was for. There were a lot of new things at the convention this year that weren't, we couldn't find like a little booklet we've online or in person that would like give us a summary of every yeah, single. Like what's the difference between a star stage and a selfie stage and a dream stage. And it was like yeah. all these little like buzzwordy things, but I didn't, but no really explanation know what the of what they were. Of were. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there were some, th- there were some things that we like didn't go to see because we had no idea what they <laughs> were. And we just kind of found out about it afterward. Um, But yeah, so that was our Friday, really. And then... We still had one more thing that we did on Friday that was very cool. Which was we when we went back upstairs to go to the press room, we passed. Amber from FX was giving (gasps) a panel. And we got to sneak in the back even though it was full because we had press badges. And the lady at the door was like, well, you can come in. Which was very nice. That was very cool. Um, So we caught the end of Amber's prepared speech. She had the room for an hour. Um, And so we 
didn't catch the beginning of it, so I don't know like how she started the whole thing. Um, but the tail end that we caught was about mental health, um, and she talked about how like for a very long time in her life she just didn't ever feel happiness. Um, and she talked a little bit about her journey of now, like she she does, and she has gone to therapy and she does a lot of like mindfulness and like intention and trying to be intentional about her day. Um, and so she was kind of just talking about. Um, all the different ways that she learned to find joy in her life. Um, and then she opened it up to a Q&A with the audience, which was really fun. Um, and we got a lot of really fun tidbits of information. We know that she still talks to FX. Of course. Um, she talks a lot about how, like, in her heart, you know, she would always be open to the idea of any kind of reunion, but she was really thrilled to see the way that all the members are thriving individually. Right. Like. Victoria's in China acting, Crystal's in Korea acting, like Luna's about to open on Broadway. Um, so she was like, I'm just so happy with where all of us are right now. Um, but, you know, of course, like I love FX and would always be willing to, mm -hmm. to get back together. And that was so lovely. That was so lovely. It was so lovely to just like, yeah, to hear her talk about them. And like, I don't know, it was sweet. And somebody asked her like, what were her favorite FX songs? Mm -hmm. And she said her favorite FX song to listen to is Airplane. And the best song to perform is Step. Yes. So fun insight there. Um, she also talked about how the somebody asked her what was one. I think they asked her like, when did she feel like she had made it? And she rephrased it to say like, what was her most rewarding moment um, of like feeling like she was successful and she said when they got to do their solo fx concerts i was they only got one concert after like seven years of being mm -hmm. together um but that the the song had or the concert had a 32 song set list and that only two of them were like sit down and sing songs and so she was like it was crazy and so tiring but it was an incredible experience and one that i would like happily do all over again um, somebody also asked her, you know, what advice she would give to idols. And she said, get a therapist, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and remember that not everything has to happen at once, which I thought was good advice for everybody to yeah. be honest. Um, and then somebody called her out because she loves, I mean, she's a very like online, she has a very big online presence. She twitches and live streams and does V lives or mm -hmm. Instagram lives all the time. And I guess at some point in one of her lives, she had made a joke about her being like an egg yolk expert. And so somebody asked her to do some modern day egg yolk. So she like cringed and didn't want to do it at first and then turned it to the audience to be like, well, what do idols even do these days? Like, what are the modern egg yolk things? Um, and someone told her about this like new that underhanded down v that v you stick your arm all the way out do. that the like Japanese idols have introduced. Yeah. Um, and then we taught oh my God. her, this was like a moment that I'm still like kind of like reeling about because I feel like Shannon nine years ago wouldn't have ever even believed that this could have happened, but we were just like standing near the back and I was doing the heart burger where you put your hands in a circle and then chomp, chomp it into a heart that I've seen people doing. And she just like looked straight at us and was like, what are you doing? What is that? What is that? And so we were just like showing her and she was like, are you biting down? Cause we had masks, we had masks on. on. Yeah. 
Um, but then she like, I don't know. She like, we taught her how to do it. And she yes. was like, that was actually pretty cute. Like, I don't mind that one. Yes. And, she liked that one. And I was just like in disbelief. I was like, wow. I was just like making eye contact with and having like a moment with Amber from FX. Like I couldn't, I kind of couldn't believe it. She a found bit. us in the crowd. Yeah. And it said, was you. What, what are, are you doing? doing? It was very cool. <laughs> oh, it was, it was very cool. It was very cool. Um, but yeah, that was sort of the main event, I think, of our Friday. And then we did go back down to the convention floor and we saw the end of what was on the program called Lightsome Selfie MV. And this was in that back stage that wasn't a stage because it wasn't raised, raised at up. all. Yeah. Um, and so, but it had like a curtain and like I said, a big TV screen above it. And so we just saw like this big crowd of people. And I don't know what the whole event was, but Lightsome had come out in front of this curtain and they were holding like a selfie camera. And so every once in a while, like they, I guess, filmed some sort of little selfie MV with like the crowd there and you could see the footage on the TV above the curtain. Um, but that was the only like glimpse of Lightsome. I couldn't see them at all because they were so little and all the people crowded around and holding up their phones. It was like, I guess they're back there, but you couldn't even see the tops of their heads. Mm -hmm. They were just like back there. Um, oh, but another thing that we saw on Friday that I thought was really cool, a very cool booth, M Countdown had set up like a booth that was like a whole little experience where it was like people went in and then they like, it was a be and be be your own ending fairy, be your own ending fairy tagline. And it was like, it seemed like every person was getting to go in and then like pick a song. Mm -hmm. And then they had a little raised up stage with like the M countdown background going it, or they changed it to like girls planet. Like, I think you could change the background to like whatever thing you were emulating. And then they played like the last 30 seconds of the song and all the people who went up, like this one girl was in like a full outfit did like this whole dance and then these little girls went after and they did sneakers and then they like filmed you and it was on the big camera because there was like a guy with a whole big Mm -hmm. camera and everyone around the booth could see what was like on the stage and then you do your ending fairy and then when they got off the stage they handed them an m countdown trophy and they got to take a picture with it yeah it was very very cool so there were a lot more like official interactive activities to do on the convention floor. And that was really exciting. And I know there were also a ton of raffles and stuff. Oh yeah. Always. Um, And then there were also a lot of competitions, which we didn't really get a chance to like see them play out until I think the second day. But one of the stages, I'm just going to talk about it now. Sure. Yeah. It was, it did happen on starting Friday, but there was one stage like right in the middle of the convention floor that was kind of behind that like Toyota music garage one where they were doing the random play. And this is where they had a relay dance competition. And this from, we only saw a little bit of it, but there were like groups teams in full like matching outfits like Mm -hmm. that had practiced a song um or like something specific because i think if i remember correctly the relay dance challenges were for specific artists that were there at kcon so the teams had prepared and then they had a whole setup with a real big camera and a huge screen that you could see from across the whole thing from the whole way and they just filmed like an m2 relay dance and i don't know what the 
prize was for that competition. But it seemed tournament style because mm-hmm. on the schedule it would be like round two, like finals. Yeah. So like I think they were getting to like keep doing it all weekend till they found a winner or yes. whatever. And then we never saw this play out, but I think it took place on the same stage, which was that they had, I know Cravity had one and I know Kepler had one. And I think... I believe it was Luna for Sunday. Luna did another one too. It was called Dream Stage. And this was a really cool thing that would like the... I know the Kepler, I'm sure they were all like three hours, but it was like (laughs) dream stage Kepler from 10 to one. And what ended up happening is that on that stage, they held another little competition, but this wasn't for teams. It was for individuals. And so the individuals would dance to a Kepler song or a gravity song or whatever. They learned the choreo to something specific. And then they competed for a chance to dance with the idols. And so like the Kepler stage, the girls, whoever won that stage, like Kepler came out and danced with them, like at the finale, like to announce the winners. And then the winners got to dance with them later at the concert stage at the crypto.com arena it was crazy it was so cool and then like the gravity boys like they didn't bring they played the same night as kepler and they didn't bring people out onto the stage but i know that they their prize was to film a tiktok with them um and that was something that they did like at the dream stage like after the finale is when the winners were announced or whatever and that's new like we that i've never seen i've never seen that before um and that was really cool there were a lot of um, a lot of instances where the idols were on the convention floor more than it felt like in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that was happening a little in like 2019, but it was definitely like amped up to 10 for yeah. this one. The amount of just like idols being around mm-hmm. on the regular convention floor, which is very cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Very cool. So yeah, I think that was all that we did on Friday. Yes. We went home to try to go to bed early so that we could rally for two more days. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. All right. So Saturday we started and we went to an event called Journey Through the Music Industry. Um, and that was a panel. So Saturday and Sunday we like had little panels. Yeah, we that just we had wanted things to, we wanted to do. <laughs> to see and to just figure out what it was. Um, and this Journey Through the Music Industry was a panel with different uh, hip hop artists and rappers and songwriters. It was... Um, a Chinese artist named Zhen Zhu, uh, an L.A. artist and rapper Juno Flow and G2, and then David Young and Kim, who was a producer. Um, and it was all their first time at KCON. Um, and Juno Flow was a name that we recognized because he talked about it in, in the panel, but he was signed to a Korean label and did spend some time in Korea. He has a song with Boa. Mm-hmm. He was on Show Me the Money. Yeah. Uh, and that's where he met G2, who was another the other guy that was at the panel. Um, and they like have since become like a duo, I guess. Not maybe not officially, but they collaborate they're a lot buds. and they're friends. Um, and so yeah, the panel was just sort of about their journey through the music industry, like their you know how they got started and then where they are now. And like Jen Zhu was saying that she's still very much at the beginning of her career. Um, and yeah, and then they opened it up to a Q and a, which was interesting, but it was something where the artists that like, we didn't know who they were. Um, so we didn't ask any questions. We were just there to observe. Um, 
But it was, yeah, it was a little different because they, they're not like K-pop right. idols. They're just like Koreans in the music industry because, uh, young in who was great. And like everything he said was like a motivational poster. Like it was so he funny. Was so oh encouraging. God. And it was great. Like everything he said was like a little tidbit you could put on a poster. Yeah, He had so many phrases that I was like, this sounds like a, po-. yeah. Like it just is a, like a t-shirt or yeah. something. But he is like an engineer for like, when they were listing his credits, it was like post Malone and like American rappers. Like Mm -hmm. it didn't seem like he was as plugged into the Korean industry, but that he's like very plugged into the American industry, but is a Korean man. Yeah. He, he's a big time like U S producer. Cause he was saying himself, like essentially half of the music that you hear on the radio, I mixed it. Um, he has three Grammys that he's got like through Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like other big rap names that I didn't write down. Um, and yeah, so he, he was like, he said that his goal was to be a bridge between, um, Korean artists and the U S market. Like, so I think he was, wants to do more with Korean artists, but the three artists that were on the stage were very, like they are not signed to Korean labels and like Shenju is, is Chinese. Um, and that's like where she got her start and has made, has like released her music and stuff. So it was very separate from the K-pop industry, but it was interesting to like mm-hmm. hear them talk and stuff. So yeah. And to, to listen, to hear from like real industry professionals. Yeah. Uh, after that, we went up and we met with our alike. Our alikes. Yes. Oh my god, our it was A-likes, so however you want to nice. say it. It was so great. Um, Susie and Jamie, who are like uh, executives in A likes Entertainment or whatever you guys <laughs> call it, made like this beautiful sign like a whole like sturdy sign like a fan sign that you would take to a concert that said a likes and it had the the screaming elmo but he's holding our two like champagne flute light sticks and like oh my god it touched my heart so much and it was so sweet and they brought stickers the like that are full of like discord inside jokes Mm -hmm. and are so cute and i felt very they're so adorable. The, They're yeah, so adorable. The stickers are so beautiful. They let us take so many of them, which is so lovely. I'm going to have to find like good places to stick them. Um, but yeah, so there we they organized like a little meetup with um, the handful of other A-likes that were there for the convention. So we got to meet everybody and take a picture. And pretty much everybody had traveled from out of state or out of, of the, the country. country. The three um, Canadians <laughs> that were there. I love the commitment. Yes. Um, so that was really exciting to get to see them um and then we we were able to sort of connect with Susie and Jamie a little bit more like throughout the convention um but that was wonderful it was so was nice a... to like see all sweet faces mm-hmm. and talk and then everybody signed the Alex poster so like we have that as a nice little keepsake and I think I want to because it only has like a few signatures on it I feel like next time we do like I want to start taking that to things yeah. so that like we can add more signatures to it that's a great idea I like it. It was, it was so sweet and I felt very loved and it was really nice. It was just really nice to like meet y'all after seeing you as little profile pictures and yep. text on mm-hmm. things. It was nice to be like, look, real human beings. Real human beings. 
Um, and so after we met our A-likes, we went to another little panel workshop that was just called a K-pop pop quiz. Um, and this is the kind of stuff that we had participated in before. Like we've gone to, I remember one year we went to like a little 17, like fan chant yes, thing. And I like, went to one thing like in 2017 or 18 for like older fans mm-hmm. and like won a t-shirt or something. Yeah. Um, so this was just like a Jeopardy style. They split the, everybody who came into the room, they just split them into two teams. Um, and there were different categories. So there was like KCON 2022, uh, KCON history, guess the idol, guess the song, and then a random category. Um, and the questions were kind of all over the place. We laughed, we got a hearty chuckle out of one of the guess the idol questions because it was just 13 pairs of eyes or 12 pairs of eyes. And it was like, name all of the Luna members in this photo <laughs> and I think she did it um but our a like Elijah accurately answered named all of the itsies who were yes. headless they were and he had to name them in the correct order um and he did it um so that was fun and proud uh, proud moment yeah that panel um, was hosted by Dre which is spelled J-R-E I think it's J-R-E, J-R-E but he says yeah, it Dre and w- mm-hmm. he was on the same uh panel with us in the 2020 virtual KCOM and he's been a big k-pop youtuber for a long 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 time um and we snuck out of that one before it ended because we were starving but yes we popped in to see it for a little bit yeah we had to go get something to eat um and i think that was the day that we were gobsmacked by the prices in the food truck uh, alley because there's always outside of the convention center there's a little street with food trucks and it's like tradition to get a mr potato twisty on a stick and like some kimbap or something and kimbap and a lemonade was $25. <laughs> I made that guy clarify the price for me like three separate times. Uh-huh. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is peasant food. Yeah. How it should not dare you? <laughs> So it that was, was the one and only time we ate in the food alley. Um, so beware anyone else going to yeah. cake on in the and future. And bring cash, I guess, because also mm-hmm. a lot of the booths were like Zell only. Yeah, like, Zell or cash <sighs> only. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so we took a little food break and then we went back in because we wanted to see something that we'd never seen on the convention schedule, which was called an opening ceremony. Um, so we went, that was taking place on the convention floor on the KCON stage, which is where we saw the Berkeley dance performance. This was a big stage. Yeah. A big raised up like mm-hmm. stage that you could see from far away. And, uh, Alex Reed, our girl, former leader and rapper of Rania, uh, came out to introduce the Berkeley Conservatory mm. group. So we got, that was the second time we got yes. to see them because we'd seen them earlier in the day. Uh, and so they did their whole K-pop performance and then, uh, and then what happened? And then the opening ceremony started and I realized once the like graphic came up that the, it was an opening ceremony for That's right. the KCON rookie tour, which is something that they've never done mm-hmm. and are doing this year, which is that the four KCON rookie groups that performed on Friday night in a rookie yes. show 
are getting to do a sick city tour for the rest of the like summer, fall or whatever around the U.S. So this was just a chance for the media and the fans to be introduced to all of the rookies and like mm-hmm. talk about the tour and how excited they were. And it was hosted by Evan from BuzzFeed. I know he hasn't, he hasn't worked at BuzzFeed for years, but like that's where I know him from. Yeah. Um, and who came out first? 201 came out first. Um, and they did their group greeting and then they introduced themselves individually. Um, and they talked a little bit about the, their new album, um, which I'm assuming is their debut album. Um, it's called Why Not with the title of the same name. Um, and then Evan just like asked them a little bit, maybe like one or two questions. They said that they were excited to see, you know, all of the cities cause they're going to, they're playing, they played here in LA then they're also going to San Francisco Atlanta New York Dallas and Minneapolis um so they were excited to to go everywhere uh then Angelica had to run and go meet our contact to get concert tickets Mm -hmm. for the night so I was left alone to watch the rest of it um and Lightsome came out and they were wearing these freaking adorable like green and white like school-esque outfits it was like letter jackets and letterman sweaters and cheerleading skirts but like all like arranged and i just thought their whole like little outfit thing was very cute it was so cute they wore it later on that was their like stage outfit for the concert and it was very adorable um and they said that they were so excited to be performing for the first time in the u.s and that the fans had so much energy and they were really looking forward to it and then they said that they had prepared a special cover stage for the concert that night and to like look forward to it. Um, and then they brought Cravity out and I missed the beginning of Cravity because as soon as they announced Cravity, I was shoved over by a giant security guy because when we had come up to the stage, we showed up to this early cause we wanted to be close enough to get good pictures and stuff. But in front of the barricade, there were like 10 fan sites Mm -hmm. sitting on stools holding their telephoto lens cameras which both things are not Not allowed allowed at the convention so when gravity came out the fan sites all stood up and took the big cameras out and and they like were rapid firing and the security was like no and like busted through the crowd and was like screaming at them and like put the camera down you're coming with me it was so aggro it was so aggro but he got them all, th- he threw them all out because they're not allowed to do that. Um, so I missed the beginning of Gravity's talk because there was a lot <laughs> happening around me. Um, but they were wearing really sparkly jackets that were so sparkly. And I was like, these are so beautiful. Um, and they said that the city they were most looking forward to was Dallas because they want to eat Texas barbecue, which nice. I loved. Um, and then one of the members, Alan is from LA and he said that he was so proud and excited because his parents are here. And that he also said that it was a circle full circle moment because he had been an attendee at KCON four years ago and now he's an idol on the stage. That's very cool. So cool. Um, and then finally Stacy came out and they were wearing these so beautiful, pretty, like sparkly, poofy little dresses, all in different pastel colors with like beautiful sparkles. They looked so pretty. Um, and they messed up their group intro, like, and it was so cute. It was so cute. They were just so cute. 
Um, and they said that their new title track, Beautiful Monster, is a very different style of song for them. So it was very meaningful to have a new message to their music. And that this time is so meaningful because they're here with our fans. And they were excited to see the unique colors of every region because fans from those areas had been telling them all about what was cool about their cities. So they wanted to see it for themselves. But they were looking forward to going to New York the most because they'd never been there. And that they don't currently have any plans for any kind of U.S. tour, but they promise that they'll come back for their own concert as soon as they possibly can. And that they were so excited to perform on Sunday. And yeah, they were all so cute and nice, but it was just like a quick little like Mm -hmm. intro to everybody. And it was cool to be standing five feet from all of them. And yeah, it was a neat little tour kickoff. Yeah. And that, like we said, the rookie tour is a new thing. Um, And it was also something that was, that we had noticed when the KCON lineup was announced that all of the groups are like newer fourth gen groups. Um, And so I don't think any of the groups were, are older than like maybe five years at this point. Um, I think that's, yeah, it seems like, but it's a, I mean, mean, yeah, I, I don't know when Stray Kids debuted off the top of my head, but I feel like they are probably the most senior group Mm -hmm. that was there. Maybe dream, maybe dream debuted before them. NCT dream. Oh, right. NCT dream. I forgot. The point is, is that it was like entirely fourth gen idols this year. (laughs) Okay. NCT dream was 2016. And Stray Kids is 2018. So okay, Dream so was the most was the most senior. Um, the irony that the okay. NCT babies were the most senior group. Um, but yeah, so it was definitely a highlight for newer groups, I think. Um, and so it was cool that these rookies also got that additional singling out. Yeah. Um, and that they got to, like we said, we didn't go to the rookie show on Friday, but they got to do their own little performance just um, the, the, what is it? Four of them. Um, and so that's pretty cool that they got to do the main cake on stage and then their additional one and the additional one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So after this little opening ceremony, we went across the street to go get burgers and get our bellies full before we went to the concert that night. Um, and then before we got in line to go to the concert, we got, we steeled ourselves to try to be brave. <laughs> Angelica was the actual brave one you'll hear in this clip package <laughs> that I didn't say shit because I was panicking. It's okay. I'm the one with a degree in journalism. I used to have to do this for my job. I shouldn't be so fucking scared to talk to people about it in the first place. Like this once upon a time was what I wanted to do for a living. <laughs> so I should just put on my big girl pants and talk to people. <laughs> but I had like, I had really thought that, and we were really busy, so, like, it's okay, but, like, I really totally thought that we would have more opportunities to take the mics out and, like, Mm -hmm. record at the thing, but, like, the day goes by really fast when you're there, and so, anyway, before the concert, we took out our little pink mics, and I had my little, like, travel setup bag, and we just wandered around the Crypto.com arena looking for people to talk to. Mm-hmm. So we'll go to that now, and you can hear a little live experience of what it was like for us to, like, try to wrangle fans to talk to us. <laughs> and some people had some great points and some good stuff, so uh, let's go back to that right now. 
Here we are, KCON, day two. Day two. We have had a wonderful convention day so far. Yes. Saw some beautiful alikes. Yes, we did. Yes, it was so did. nice. They brought us a beautiful alike sign. <gasps> I know. I can't wait for us to have our real studio space so we can display it so proudly. It's so cute. It's so cute. And they brought us beautiful stickers mm -hmm. full of Discord inside jokes. Yes, those gorgeous sticker sheets, which will soon be available to anyone who asks for them. I believe so, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and now we are about an hour out from the concert uh, for the Saturday show. And we're going to get some man on the street. Yeah. Hey, what do Go you think about KCON? And see if they want to talk to us <laughs> yeah. and be on our show. We'll see. Wish us luck. We yeah. hate talking to people. I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm hoping that these mics give us confidence and Neither gravitas. Neither of us are extroverted, so we will uh, do our best. Yeah, we surely will. <laughs> Everybody's all lined up. Um, let's talk to these guys because I really want to know what yes, this outfit's please. all about. Okay, great. Hello. Hi. Uh, my name is Angelica. This is Shannon. Hello. We host a show called Ask Me About K-Pop. We saw your outfits. And I got to know, um, what is the outfit? It, it looks like a reference to something specific. It is. So um, ATs in their storyline, they have uh, multiple versions of themselves. And this is their alternate selves that they are currently trying to fight the government and take down because it's a very oppressive government. They aren't allowing music. They aren't allowing any art form. So this is their uniform to go out and not be recognized. Ooh, fantastic. Well, look amazing. Well, you look fantastic. Tell us what uh, it took to put these outfits together. Well, a lot of clearance searching, a lot of uh, 3 AMs, especially for all three packs, um, armbands, a lot of sewing, a lot of reference pictures finding. Nice. <laughs> so a lot of this was DIY? Yes. <laughs> We love DIY fan merch. Is this your first time at KCON? Yes, it is. Oh, so exciting. What's been your favorite part of the day? Well, we got to see, sorry, we got to see ATs do, well, Wooyang and, and San at the dance with ATs, and it was, it was very Ooh. nice. We got a little, like, right at Barricade. It was great. Oh, nice, nice. Are they the group you're most excited to see? 100%, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, y'all well, look you amazing. Thank you so much. You look fantastic. Have so much fun at the concert tonight. Oh, there's so many people out here now. Let's talk to these ladies right here. Hi, ladies. We host a show called Ask Me About K-Pop. Can we ask you a few questions? Great. Is this your first time at KCON? No. How many years have you come? Uh, just 2019 in New York. Oh, New York. This is your first KCON LA. Have you traveled all the way here from New York? No, I traveled from Texas. Oh, from nice. Texas. We're from Texas, Texas, Texas too. too. We grew up in Austin. Where are you from? Uh, DFW, so Fort Worth. Nice. Who are you most excited to see? 80s. Ah, okay. Have you ever seen them before? Yes. When? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I can't keep count anymore. Oh? Multiple times? Yes. Oh, okay. Do you follow them around? Try not to, but mm. it happens. <laughs> what was your best part of the K convention today? Today? Uh, just meeting the people. They've been really nice. So. Did you make some friends? Yes. Good, good. Well, thank you so much for talking to Have us. Have a good show. day. <laughs> How does Billy on the Street do oh this? Oh, my goodness. Look at this line. Whoa. Holy crap. There's so many people here. And it just well, goes and they back used to forever. make this line wrap all the way around the stadium. So now it's just like going straight, straight back. back. And it looks much more intimidating, I would say. Yes. <laughs> It's just like a sea. Mm -hmm. Those people have a camera and they're getting people to talk to them. Oh, uh, yeah. They're KBS, I think. Ooh. Fancy. 
Can we talk to KBS? I want to be on KBS. <laughs> We've been on okay. NBC before. That's true because of KCON. Because of KCON. Absolutely. It's true. I don't know, man. I'm a little scaredy baby. <laughs> I should have gotten way drunker. <laughs> and then maybe I would be like, hey, Yeah, you know what? Maybe we should have. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need some liquid courage over here. Too shy to do this sober. Too shy. So shy. Our light stick is a champagne glass. We should have prepared. I know. Let's talk to these ladies over here. They look fun. I'm following you. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. We host a show called Ask Me About K-Pop. It's a podcast. Would you mind if we asked you a few questions about your KCON experience so far? Sure. Yay. Okay. Is this your first time at KCON? Yes. It is. Exciting. Tell us all about it so far. It's been really good. Uh, We actually had a moment where we ran into TO1 the other day, so that was really nice. Very uh, panicky, but you know. Sure. (laughs) Coming out of the bathroom, and we were just, you know, having a discussion, and then all of a sudden they just walked by, and we're like, oh, who are these really, like, well-dressed people coming as a group? And then all of a sudden they started, like, waving at us, and we're just like, okay, hi, and then notice security, and then finally recognition happened. We're like, oh. Oh, that's Gio one. Okay, hi. Love you. <laughs> Who are you excited to see tonight? Uh, 80s, 80s and Stray Kids. Awesome. So of course, they're the big names, right? What's been your favorite, aside from seeing TO1, what's been the best part about the convention so far? Um, probably just seeing everybody's outfits, everybody being excited for the performance. Just a really good synergy. It's just been, you know, amazing. It's my first time, too. So. Oh, awesome. yay. Well, I hope you have an excellent evening. Have so much fun. Are you guys going to be back here tomorrow? Oh, yes. Yes. Are you going to the concert, too? Yes. <laughs> All right. Who are you excited for tomorrow? NCT uh, Dream. Oh, yeah. And the, and the boys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Dreamies were people that I never thought would actually come over to sure. America. One, two, seven. I always have hope that they're gonna come, but Dream never thought about it. So when I saw it in the lineup, I was very excited about it. Yeah, and that was a late addition yeah. too, right? Yeah. It was surprising. Yeah. I know. I can't believe Mark is still an NCT Dream. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, have so much fun. Thank Thanks you for so chatting much. with us. I would love to find like a mother-daughter duo or I something. Know. Like, Where someone are these who's moms? here with their parents. Cause I wanna know. Who's here with their parents? <laughs> Raise your hand are if there you're here any with your mom. moms that we can talk to. Hello, you wanna talk to us? I see you looking at us. <laughs> I said I see you looking at us. We're coming over to talk to you. Hello, we host a show called Ask Me About K-Pop. Can we ask you a few questions about your convention experience so far? <laughs> Don't be nervous, it'll be easy. Is this your first time at K-Con? Yes. Yeah, okay, how's it going so far? Good. Yeah. What's been your favorite part of the convention thus far? Seeing the idols. The fun. Yeah. The dance. Yes. Did you girls dance at all? Yes. Oh, well, you were dancing or like Area. Not on the stage, no. but where you were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you excited to see tonight? AT. Of course, they're the name of the moment this evening. <laughs> have you ever seen them before? Yes, yes. I haven't. Oh, okay. It's my first time. All right. Exciting. Where did you? When did you see AT's last? Atlanta. In the last tour. Yeah. Did you guys travel here from Atlanta to yeah, yeah. for KCON oh, specifically awesome. for AT's? Yes. Nice. I, I came from Vegas. Okay. okay. Not too far. Yeah. Not too far. So is this your first K-con- or K-pop concert experience? No, um, I saw BTS in Vegas. Oh, okay. I a concert there, but 
most of the stuff is never in Vegas, so I have to go to like California. Yes, absolutely. That's always the hardest part is where are they going to go, right? Yeah. What is a song you hope ATs perform? Suck the one. Okay. <laughs> uh, off of the new album, I want to hear Cyberpunk. Okay. How about you? Um, I just want to hear Wonderland because it's my favorite song. Wonderful. Well, I hope you get to hear all three of those. Thank you for chatting Thank with you us. Thank you so, so much. much. Have a good time. Hi. Hi. We host a show called Ask Me About K-Pop. Can we ask you a few questions about your K-Con experience so far? Okay. Okay, great. It'll be nice and easy, I promise. <laughs> this is your first time at K-Con? Yes. How's it going so far? It, it's going really good. Yeah? I'm a new fan to K-Pop. Okay. Um, got was a fan of Enhypen awesome. on Island and um, a Nikki fan and so I'm probably the oldest person here. You never know. <laughs> you, you never, never know. K-pop draws all kinds and so. our show is an educational show for new fans and yes. for seasoned fans too. What got you into K-pop? Um, really COVID. Okay. You know Netflix came out with Island and we were home yeah. and we just started watching Island and then we just love and hype and they are so cool. So are they the ones you're most excited to see? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So how about you? What are you how's your convention day going so far? Going well. I mean we came from Oklahoma. Okay. So wow, how fun. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna see in hype and in Fort Worth too. Oh nice. Very exciting. We're really hooked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we we made stray kids too. They're we so made, cute. Oh, I love, love the rhinestones. That's so cute. Lovely. We always make our own stuff. This shirt. She I made, made this me a one time too. ago. Yeah. Fan-made merch is always the best. I think for sure. <laughs> is this your first K-pop concert experience too? Yes. Yes. What is something that you're excited to see or maybe something that you're like, this is going to be different from a regular concert? Uh, the band chants. Okay. Uh, the, light the light sticks. sticks. The light sticks. We've, got, uh, we've got our light sticks in here. So that makes it even more exciting. So. The best part is when they sync the light sticks and yes. they're all the same color. Oh, it's magical. So we're missing that on this, but um, we'll get that when we go to Fort Worth. Yes, Absolutely. You, you know, sometimes they sync them here too. Um, yeah, sometimes. It depends. It depends. Yeah. But so. that is so exciting. Yes. So. Do a mother-daughter duo? Yes. Amazing. That's wonderful. How fun is it to be able to share K-pop with your mom? Amazing. I mean, everybody is really surprised that my mom would, you know, I didn't have to drag her into it. She yeah. loves it just as much as I do. And it's something we share. And like she said, in COVID, it really just gave us something to look forward to every week yeah. and share and be happy with. So. That's so, That's so fun. nice. When my mom, when I told my mom I was into K-pop, she was like, "Okay." <laughs> so that is so exciting. I hope you have a wonderful Thank time. You. And Bye. here, check out our podcast. Okay. You can learn so much about K-pop. Welcome to the world of K-pop. Yes, have welcome. a fun time. Excuse me. Hi. Uh, we host a show called Ask Me About K-pop. Would you mind if we ask you a couple questions about your K-con experience so far? Great. <laughs> We want to get some dudes on this, some oh, dude yes, perspective, yeah. you know? Absolutely. So, is this your first time at KCON? Yeah, my first time. Not yours? Second, yeah. All right. When was the last time you came? 2019. Okay. All right. And how's your experience been so far? Uh, it's been nice. Yeah. It's a few, like, diverse things to do. So, you know, I think it's been interesting. What was the highlight of today? Um, We saw, like, a Kepler, like, interview talk show thing. And I thought that, you know, it wasn't too crowded and it was able to, like, actually see the stage and... You know, the girl, so it was nice. Awesome. Are they who you're most excited to see? Uh, actually, I want to see, like, 
a tease and, okay. and hyphen and you know I'll be here tomorrow as well so Stacey and you know that's good so how did you guys get into K-pop uh yeah I mean I grew up as an Asian guy I grew up in a uh, a Caucasian neighborhood and then with internet I explored Japanese music and then Korean music in 2007 and I used it as a way to escape my surroundings mm -hmm. and then yeah that's how I got into it with like Gen 2. Who was your favorite Gen 2 group? Shit. I mean it's uh, DBXQ. TV yeah. Love it. DBXK, DBX, yeah. Great answer. Yeah. Choice. Yeah I, I thought they were awesome but yeah. And, uh, yeah. How about you? How did you get into it? Uh, I had somebody in Korea came to uh, my high school and he had a crush on the like, K-pop girl group. So then, okay. uh, which one? It was Girls Gen, and yeah, exactly. And Taeyeon from Girls Gen. Yeah, and then that's my girl. he was like, "Hey, this is my girlfriend back in Korea," and I was like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> and I just, I was like, "Oh, that's good for you, man." You know? And, wow, she's a babe. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, very nicely done," you know? And uh, then he was like, "No, actually, she's a girl group." Then. <laughs> That was the age of MySpace, so he's like, oh, check out her MySpace. I'm like, sure. And then I kind of was like exploring, and then I saw like, click on TVXQ page, and the song was like, wait a second, this is good. It was like Purple Line, TVXQ. I was like, oh, oh my God. You know? I love I was this. Like, this, I love is good. Second gen. this is good stuff. And then I fell for a little bit, but I kind of stopped for a little bit, and then randomly uh 2013 i like i was like who is this bts that keeps popping up on my feed you know mm -hmm. and i gave it a chance and then yep here i am back in <laughs> 10 years later here we are amazing well i hope you guys have so much fun here if you want to check out our show give you a little business card and a button have so much fun you guys thanks Thank for talking you. to us Dudes. Dudes <laughs> and who are second gen old dudes. Time, old yes, timey TVXQ. fans. I God, love so that. I'm so sad I'm not wearing my TVXQ shirt. Ah, it's I'll a never real forgive tragedy. You, Canva. <laughs> Teasing so, us with that five day I know. My, the t shirt that I ordered for the 17 concert came in like three days. And so we were like, great, we can just get t shirts. But no, the no. second round of printing did not go the way that we thought it would. So my beautiful, beautiful five-member TVXQ hair metal shirt <laughs> is still en route. I will have to have another day in the I sun know. that isn't today. Sad times. Sad. I wish I knew where our A-likes were. Hey, you want to talk to us? Yeah. Hey, hey, buddy. Uh, we host a show called Ask Me About K-Pop. What's your name? I'm Jad. Is this your first time at KCON? Um, yes. And how's it going so far? Good. Tell us your favorite part. Um, the convention. Not dancing with gravity? Yeah, and dancing, dancing with you gravity. You danced with gravity? gravity? Tell us, tell us everything about it. I was with um, Ruben, Young and Hyungjan. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then um, we we recorded a TikTok dancing to um, a gas pedal. Oh that's my amazing. goodness, that's amazing. Can you show us a little bit of it now? Yeah, show us that. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. got it. Amazing. So, oh, yeah, we will. For sure. Are you most excited to see uh, them for the concert? I even have their shirt. He has their cavity shirt. Oh, oh my God, look love at you. it. Number one fan? Yeah. Number one yeah. fan. Yeah. Them and Kepler. Yeah. Oh, Kepler too. Did you get to see them around? Yeah. He actually performed for Kepler too. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you're the star of K-Pop. How long have you been dancing, my friend? Um, a couple years. Do you want to be an idol too? Yes. All right. Well, you know they had a global audition in there today. Maybe in a couple years you can do it too, huh? 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, we, we will. will. Well, thank you for talking to us. Have so much fun tonight. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you guys. No. We, we saw excited. Itzy as well. So oh, we, yeah. we did a lot. Let me show you guys him yeah, with Crocs. Oh, please. So let me find the TikTok video specifically. No, not yet, but this is him recording it. <gasps> Look at you. Oh, my God. They, the whole crowd started cheering his name, too. It was. Oh, it was my crazy. God. Of course. You're going to remember that forever, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this your first time at KCON? Yeah, actually, yeah. And how's it been going so far? Oh my god, it's amazing. It's so much better than I thought it would be. It's like VidCon, but like on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool that the idols actually like come out and you get to see. I wasn't see. expecting mm -hmm. them to do that for 50 bucks. Yeah. I know. 50 bucks. And that's new. Like the past years, they didn't yeah. spend as much time on the convention yeah, floor. It's amazing. really fun. Yeah, we're looking forward to WJSN tomorrow. Yes. yes. Us are too, you, us too. Are you a Girls Generation fan? I, I love Girls Generation. They're who got me into K-pop many, many, many my years ago. That's a great bias. <laughs> I love it. What got you into K-pop? Um, twice. Yeah. Nice. Who's, Who's your, your twice bias? Twice? John Gian. Good choice. Good choice. Concert. Really? Did you go see them here in LA? Yeah. Uh -huh. We were at that concert no too. Way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, day one, I think. Yes. I think we went yes, to the day first one. one. Yeah, I think yeah. we went day one too. Yeah. Nice. It was amazing. My yeah. sister held him on her back and was like, John Gian, John Gian. <gasps> oh, and wow. she saw you. Yeah. That's so Amazing. exciting. K-pop like dream dreams. Life. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope that keeps going for you. We're going to keep an eye out for you. Yeah. In the future, just wait five years. Yes, okay. we will. We'll look out have for so you. Y'all have so much fun you tonight. So much. Thank you. <laughs> what a cutie what a pie. pie. Okay, now we truly have all the demographics. I yes, think we, we found have the children. oldest and the youngest people yes. here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I saw your shiny shirt and I had to come and talk oh, to you because you. we love we love shiny and we host a show called Ask Me About K-Pop. Can we talk to you about your Oh, Keyland ah, sweatshirt. Yes. Oh my god, we have found our people. Yes, it is a podcast. Uh -huh. So, is this your first time here at KCON? This is my fourth or fifth time. Nice. Wonderful. Us two, us two. Third, so, your third, third yes. How has your convention experience been going so far? I came to work. Oh no! <laughs> my legs are tired. But actually, I think this is the most meaningful KCON that I've experienced. I'm trying to cor corroborate that with other people. Like, um, did you guys go to Amber's panel? Yes, yeah. we did. Right? Were you guys holding back tears, perhaps? Yes, yes. we were yeah. crying so in the beautiful. back. Right, and then I had a lot of fun listening to other people talk about how much it means to come back from the pandemic, mm -hmm. and then meet with their people again and be see the new things experience new things right all these groups debuted while we were in yeah. lockdown and they're just kind of like getting to see the joy that it brings to other people and then starting to pick up on that joy themselves yeah that's that a beautiful really, point that, yeah very meaningful absolutely how's your experience been going so far it's been great i did i did miss the friday so this is my first day but um similarly because i've been here two times before it was really nice to come back, but also uh, I brought my sister and her and her friend. It was their very first time. Um, the friend is her first time coming to any sort of K-pop event oh, at I all. Oh, I love that. This is her first concert that she's going to be experiencing. And so it's kind of seeing through somebody else's eyes, right? Like yeah. this, this joy that, that comes from something that they haven't had access to for the past two plus years. Mm -hmm. So I agree that it's been very meaningful. 
That's so good. Were you, did you guys see Shiny when they were here so many years ago? Yes, many, many Shiny concerts, but yes, definitely here as well. This was a, this was especially, I think, a really meaningful one. Um, so I think LA has a special uh, place for a lot of Shawls. Definitely. For sure. It does. That was one of the first times we saw Shiny It was the too. second time we yeah, saw yeah, them. Yeah. It was, it was I said very... one of the first. <laughs> <laughs> I had gone to the Vancouver concert right before and then came down here. So yes, Love that. understand. Yes, I love that. <laughs> Are you going to the concert? I am going to the concert. I'm really excited for tomorrow because NCT Dream, you know. Yes. Pink Blood, SM Family. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that, that's, I have to support the babies. Yeah, very excited for that. What got you ladies into K-pop? Sherlock. Great a answer. Great well, it was it was a little bit extended. I'd already watched everything on Netflix, and that was the time where Funimation suddenly dropped a whole bunch of new content onto Netflix. And I tried watching it, wasn't really getting into it. But the algorithm was like, not into Japanese stuff. How about mm -hmm. Korean stuff? <laughs> and then Boys Over Flowers, and then okay. Stand By Me, and then the funny story is. Um, I was looking to see if there's a music video uh, for Stand By Me. There's not. There's just that SM Town Paris. Yes. And uh, I don't know if you remember what they look like. For example, Key had a, a very sharp, like, bowl cut, all blonde. They were dressed really tacky. Jung Hyun had his hair, like, straight up. Yes. Yeah, Oh had a perm. And Simon looked like a child. And so... He was a child. I remember watching that, and I was like, this is such a great song. But I guess I'll, I'll not be getting into this group. Shut the laptop. <laughs> and then, um, thanks to algorithms again, YouTube was like, don't like that? How about Sherlock? And it immediately filled the pop-sized hole in my heart yes. that I had been left with ever since NSYNC said, oh my we're going to be apart for yes. a, part, a while. Yeah. This is our origin yeah. story, I, too. <laughs> I had been trying, like... What, what else is out there? And like spend some time with the Disney kids and Jonas Brothers. And oh, it's like, yeah. girl, this is so familiar. Right. You're telling us the wrong story. <laughs> oh my gosh. Kindred spirits. Yes. And then all of a sudden Sherlock came on and I was like, I immediately started sending it to all my pop friends who enjoyed NSYNC with me back in the day. And I was like, this is it. You know, if NSYNC ever did this in the USA, it would be number one. And had, did you see this? Did you see that? Did you see the guy in the starry shorts? <laughs> um, and also, I, I was so amazed because, like, I'd never seen a dance like that where most of it was, like, posing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I am fully satisfied and very impressed. <laughs> that is a super impressive. It's hard to deny, Sherlock. How about you? What's your origin story? So it took me a little while, but I, I was studying abroad in Japan, and it's really funny because we were listening to lots of Japanese music. One of the other people that were studying abroad, they were like, oh, but have you heard any K-pop before? And then started me down this black hole, started sending me all these different music videos. So I was growing a playlist and, you know, into various different artists. And then eventually, it's funny because I've gone back to that playlist. And I feel like I put on, and it was Hello, was my okay. first Shiny uh, MV that I watched. And after that, it's really funny, all the um, all my additions started becoming Shiny, 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 this playlist. So, uh, but what I say is Shiny had me at Hello. That oh. was, you know, that yeah. was where they got me. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> Did everybody hear their lives change thanks to algorithms? Yes. I think so. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, 
I would like to thank, but also would not like to thank the algorithms. Yeah, absolutely. I know, right? Because they're always listening to us, mm -hmm. but also they brought us shiny. So mm -hmm. it's like, <laughs> yeah. But well, thank you so much for talking to us. It is so good to meet you guys. Here, wait, let's give you some pins. Oh, there's pins. Dropping them yes. everywhere. If you, so if you can find us later and we'll do a whole episode, you guys will be on it if you want to check it out. Oh, Have nice. so much fun for the rest of your weekend. You are working this, so I bet that we'll see you around. Yeah, I'll see you in the press room. Yeah, Absolutely. we'll be there. What was your name? Hannah. Hannah. I'm Angelica. This I'm is Shannon. Shannon. Ashley. 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 Very nice to meet you, It was you nice to meet you all. Have so much fun. Have fun. <laughs> All right, so that's enough of talking to people outside the concert for day two, and we're going to head in and go see 80s and Stray Kids and Itzy and stuff. Yeah, and, and any A brand any? new group we've never heard before. Yeah, so surprises await, and uh, we'll tell you all, all about it after this on the podcast, I'm sure. Yeah, but, uh, and then we'll be back chatting with more people tomorrow. Tomorrow. See you then. Yay, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> we sure did. Um, and we did our best to try and get like a nice um, variety of people. Um, we wanted to get all different age ranges. Um, and it was really exciting to like find people who, you know, had just had gotten into K-pop during the pandemic versus people who had been listening since like TVXQ. Um, and so it was really cool to see the range of experiences and the, the diversity of fans, because we've said this many times, I think, but that's always the coolest part about KCON. Um, and especially because liking K-pop can sometimes be an isolated experience like you don't it can be hard to find other people here and or around you that also listen to or understand or like this thing and mm -hmm. then so for many people going to KCON is like the first time that they get to be in such a big group um, where everybody likes the same thing and that's why it's so magical and fun right um, and something that the shawls that we talked to last brought up that like I hadn't really been thinking about which was that like so many of the groups like not only were the fans pandemic fans, so many of the groups were mm -hmm. pandemic groups that yeah. haven't even done that many shows for actual people like mm -hmm. ever. So there was like a sense of like newness and rebirth yeah. about the whole thing. Like everyone mm -hmm. was like starting fresh, starting fresh. Yeah. So it was really, it was very interesting. Um, and then after that, we went to the concert, which we will save for a whole episode that will yeah. come out later this week. Um, so then that takes us into Sunday, our last day of the convention. And this was, I think, our most like traditional convention day in that we like went to panels. Yes. And I feel like that is like what you do. Like every time I ever had to go to a teacher convention, it was just like sitting in different rooms and listening to different people talk. And that's what we did on Sunday. It sure is. Um, so we started out by going to a panel called Deconstructing Songs. Um, and it was specifically deconstructing the songs of in hyphen Stray Kids um, and Itzy. I because believe. they were all at the convention. People were yes. keeping I it, like I didn't realize but of course they did because it makes the most sense but so many of the panels were like focusing on like who is here right mm -hmm. now and not like the broader picture of k-pop but like you all came to see these 12 people so yeah. like that's who we're going to be talking about but 
So this was emceed by a woman named Emerson, who is a on air radio DJ here in the States. Um, and it was a panel of, uh, Jessica Onju, who is a producer for in hyphen KO, who is a producer for twice Samuel, who is a producer for stray kids and Kairos, who is the CEO of Kairos music group and has produced for so many different people, including got seven shiny itsy Susie. And he wrote six for twice yes um and so this was a really cool panel it seemed they didn't introduce themselves this way but they all clearly work together and i think that they are like a little music group they seem to be a team um and it was really cool because we had uh ko was like the engineer and then um kairos and samuel were like the main songwriters of the like drums and the guitar and then uh jessica was the top line which meant that she does like the melody so it was really cool to see the way that the um that the songs like get put together because we've talked a lot about how you know you'll see this song and then there's like 10 different people listed as songwriters and this is kind of why because they sort of divvy up the parts in some ways and and use a whole team to put them together um but there were a lot of really cool insights that we got into the the writing process of of different songs one thing they took away from that i thought was really interesting is that companies do give songwriters leads and references so they will set talk to the producers and they'll say we want a song that sounds like this and they'll give or like we want songs that have this kind of energy or this is the kind of concept we're going to go for and so the producers were saying that obviously they try not to create something that actually sounds like that song but that captures the soul of that song um so like for example jessica talked about how one of the songs that she uh had done and i'm trying to remember if i can find the song it was an enhypen song but i don't remember the title of it yeah, I think I wrote the title down, but uh, it was a while. Oh, I took so much, so such detailed notes about this <laughs> panel that it's hard to find the exact. But she had talked about how there was a specific song where, oh, here. Um, oh, the song was called Attention, Please. Um, and the leads and references were like punk rock like and Machine Young Gun Blood Kelly. and Machine Gun Kelly. And she said that she per- like she heard those songs and then it reminded her of when she was a kid and she really liked Avril Lavigne and Green Day. And so she went more off of that. And she just kind of rather than making a song that sounded like Machine Gun Kelly, she thought, well, what? does it mean to be punk rock and like Mm. what is it about um punk rock that gets people pumped up um and those are the elements that she tried to like incorporate in the song um so that was really interesting uh there was also a point where ko had the engineer had like a bunch of the songs that they were talking about like the sessions actually Mm -hmm. pulled up on his laptop and they couldn't get them on the screen which was unfortunate i feel like visualizing it also would have been very helpful But they like showed like, okay, so they wanted it to be a piano song. So here's Mm -hmm. the piano we started with. And then they'd like add in the drums and like sort of show you piece by piece how the songs got built, which was so fascinating as well. 
Yeah, that was really cool. Um, and they that was, I think they were talking about a um, specific Stray Kids song, uh, Chronosaurus. Yes. Which the references that the company had given them were like Imagine Dragons. And one of them has like an arpeggio, like piano piece being the like main hook of the Imagine Dragons song. So that's why they started with the piano. But then that was really cool when Kairos and Samuel talked a lot about working with Stray Kids because Stray Kids is known for having a hand in their own music. And so essentially what they do is that they create a demo and they talked a little bit about how that particular demo was had been done like rushed and in like a very like urgent like shit we got to throw this together like we're meeting with them tomorrow like crap. So they just like put this together and they were like afraid to play it for them in the room and they loved it. Um, And so then immediately that day, like with the members, they started flushing it out and they said that they actually created like three Racha came in and they just like wrote entrance on the spot with them. Um, And they really enjoyed like being able to, to work with the idols and nobody asked, I would be interested to talk more with them about like, what how often do you get to work with the idols and uh you know are there certain companies or certain groups that like are more involved with it because they talked a lot about how important it was for them as songwriters to write songs that are specific for the artist like they talked about how important it is for songwriters and producers to study the group Mm -hmm. in order to not this isn't just a song it's a song for twice it's a song for stray kids um and like how can we capture like the story that the idols want to tell because they do have their own story that was like a real big point Mm -hmm. that they kept making because there were a lot of aspiring songwriters and producers in the room so they were kind of part of it was like a professional development sort of of like advice um on how to to break into this and how to write for k-pop um and that was their biggest they were like study the group like mm-hmm. too many people don't study the group and they think they can just sell a song to anybody and like you have to know who you're writing for and they talked a lot about how like because somebody asked like well Kairos like you're a man how do you write for twice um, and he was like honestly like I sing like I like pretend to be twice and I like sing I like put on twice and I like get them real loud and I like sing in my falsetto around the living room and my wife comes in and is like what are you doing and he says working (laughs) but he was like I have to imagine the song in their voice like if I'm writing a melody or writing lyrics like I have to hear it in their voice um, in order to really put myself like in their shoes. And I thought that was really interesting because I think a, re- a huge criticism that K-pop gets is that manufactured like, aspect it's not of real it. And it's, it's not authentic like, yeah. because the idols aren't making the music themselves. And so then to see this group of people who are really dedicated and passionate about the idea of writing for these idols was cool. Yeah. It was like really everybody cool. has something to say mm-hmm. and that idols are people too and mm-hmm. they have like love troubles and they can't talk about them publicly, mm-hmm. but like their music is a way that they can like that they can speak to those things because like yeah. they have to they like aren't allowed to have like public romances Mm -hmm. but you know they're having them and so their music is a way that they can express that kind of stuff and yeah they were they all seemed so nice and so cool and we're gonna try very hard to get them on the show because they were great yeah they were really cool they were really (laughs) cool so we we connected with them afterwards so hopefully we'll hear more from them 
Okay, so after deconstructing songs, we went to a panel with your Korean dad, who is a TikTok star, um, and that was so freaking pleasant. It was great. We also connected with an A-like named Rebecca, who missed the A-like meetup because she was oh, too yes. close to ATs at the McDonald's booth and wasn't willing to leave, which, understandable. Oh, yes, because during our little A-like meet, uh, ATs was at that huge McDonald's truck, like, giving out fries <laughs> to people. <laughs> so uh yes we met up with rebecca actually we just like ran into her in line, in line. At, for this korean dad thing and then we ended up sitting next to each other so that was nice um that it worked out but yes your korean dad if you are unfamiliar if you're not on tiktok um, he is a TikTok creator. Um, he's like a dad and he makes like POV videos and every video starts with, hi, I'm your Korean dad. And then he just does things like takes you shopping for school or mm-hmm. like works through like there's one, there was one video that he kept bringing up that he did recently that I think had like a big impact on people where like you, the person watching accidentally breaks his favorite coffee cup. And he's like, Oh, that was my favorite coffee cup. Like, but it's okay. Like accidents happen. We can just clean it up. And like his videos are very important to people who Mm -hmm. like don't have dads or had bad dads. Mm -hmm. And like, just in a like healing your inner child, like this is what it would be like if you had a nice dad is kind of his whole thing. And he was just as pleasant and warm and cuddly and amazing in person. Like I just felt so comforted in his Mm -hmm. presence. Like he's a nice dude. Yeah. He was so nice. And his, he has two daughters, one of whom was there. Uh, and she was like, cause they, he also did a little Q and a poor, like he spoke for a little while, but he was like, my whole thing is, I just want to talk to you. Yeah. My whole thing is about you guys. So I'm going to ask you all questions too and stuff. And so he had Penelope like running around with the microphone, which was really funny. Um, But yeah, it was great. He talked a lot about, you know, like how he makes his videos and where he gets his ideas. And then he opened it up for questions and people kind of asked like, oh, how do you, well, you asked. I asked him if his heart was okay, just because I know that when like taking on other people's trauma Mm -hmm. can be traumatic in itself. Um, and he had a really great answer for it. And he was like, if you're asking if I'm okay, like I'm okay. Um, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. He's just so deeply filled with empathy and yeah. Um, and he did talk about how like, he was like, yeah, you're right. Like I, I do get a lot of really heavy stuff and like, sometimes I'll get an email or a comment that like does make me cry, but I get like a sense of catharsis from being able to like cry with you and like share that moment and share that burden with you a little bit. Um, and he was just like so pleasant and positive. <laughs> and he was like, people tell me I'm the most optimistic person they know. And I was like, yeah, man, you are yeah. like, I don't know you, but I can see that that is true. Um, so that was really fun. And then, uh, the last thing that we really did, you tried to get into this WJSM. Yes, there was, there was some little thing happening that, uh, was, it was like a very short, like panel quote unquote, where the idols would teach the audience the mm-hmm. a TikTok challenge from the group and then they'd pull some people up on stage to do it and film the little TikToks. So this was supposed to be or I guess it was, I missed it, but it was WJS and Chokomi, like the subunit, mm-hmm. um, was doing that. But the line was super long, but also I get why they did it because it would be 
a pain otherwise. But instead of having like the ropes up like Disneyland to keep the lines in order, they just had put some tape on the ground. But when the line was that long, there was no order to it after a certain point. So I waited in line for a bit. I got brave. I passed out buttons to like everyone in my vicinity, like just to try to do that. But then once everybody stood up and the line started moving, it was like the 70 people in the back corner just started like bum rushing towards the end of the line and the line lost all sense of order. And I started getting claustrophobic and freaking out. So I just left the line and like went to the bathroom and like calmed myself. And then when I came out of the bathroom, they were still like lining people in. And I was like, I could get in the end now, but it feels like there are so many people in there that I probably won't. So like, forget it. I'm just going to go where Angelica is. So I gave up on it, but I, I tried. Sort of. I think that's fair. Okay. (laughs) Um, But so I had left Shannon to fend for herself uh, because I wanted to go to a panel that was starting at the same time. And the Choco meeting was only supposed to be 30 minutes and the panel was supposed to be an hour. So we were going to meet up in the panel anyway. Um, But this was called Why Women Run K-Pop in 2022. Um, And there was no like summary blurb, but I loved that title. So I wanted to go. Um, And this was, again, our friend Emerson, who like I said, is a K-pop on-air DJ. Um, And then it also had Cody and Wyatt, who are a YouTube duo. They do dance covers, um, paintings, all different kinds of things. Um, And then it was a girl named Lex, who is from a dance group that also does a lot of K-pop covers. Um, And it was just sort of a, a very informal, but very cool and like productive, fun, interesting discussion about why girl groups are great, but also like how they compare to boy groups, how they're seen, how they're treated, how things have changed and kind of like where we hope they will go. Um, So the panelists, there wasn't really an MC, like they were just kind of directing themselves with questions. I guess Cody and Wyatt like kind of took the main, like they would sort of lead off with the questions I think but it was really just an open discussion yeah it was very much not a sit and watch the Mm -hmm. panel and there weren't very many people in there and we were all just kind of spread out and like facing each other and they put both mics in the audience and we're just like y'all talk so it really was just like a talk with everyone Mm -hmm. in the room instead of a like the panelists are the experts and listen to them. It was like, we were all having a discussion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which was fun. Cause I think that when they saw that it was kind of a smaller group and this was one of the last panels of the day. Um, so, uh, they were just kind of like, you know, based on like seeing all of you guys here, like we'd really love to talk with you as opposed to talking at you. Um, and so it was really interesting. Like Cody and Wyatt both talked about how their introduction to girl groups was twice. Um, and that something that like really stood out to them in particular was the hyper femininity of twice and the way that they, um, sort of, expressed their femininity in a way and like celebrated it in a way that um artists in the U.S. weren't doing um and so like why it was talked about how that kind of like filled this genre of of bubblegum pop that wasn't being made by western artists anymore um and uh Cody brought up that like at the time that Twice came out there seemed to be a lot of like talking down about them um and uh you know people weren't really like taking 
girl groups very seriously, um, which has kind of always been the case. And he opened it up to like, well, how has that changed? And like, what sort of like lanes do girl groups get the chance to be? And so that was cool because we got to talk about things that we've discussed before mm-hmm. in the show of like how, you know, it's not just a fairy idol or a like, you know, it's not just girls generation versus to anyone anymore. Now you have this whole range of things that girl groups can be. And I think there's also a lot of um, flexibility in their concepts too, of like one time they can do this and the next time they come back, they could try something a little different. Um, and it was great. Like what kind of highlights do you remember from this conversation? Um, I feel like one of the, I mean, there was a cool thing. There was two guys in the back who I talked to afterward that are working on some kind of feature film, yes, like a fictional cool. K-pop movie that's being made. And they like came to the convention to try to learn about K-pop. So of course I had to give them our card and be like, we have you covered mm-hmm. 200 episodes. You'll get it. Um, that was really cool. And then there was even a girl who, when she got the mic, was like, I want to straight up admit that, like, I was a person that thought girl groups were bad and stupid and, like, not for me. And, like, listening mm-hmm. to you all talk is, like, making me reconsider my whole view of, like, girl groups and what they are, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. And then also I was proud of us because I I loved, like, the conversation was very positive and everybody was, like, mm-hmm. having a good time. But, like, you know me. I love being a like realist Debbie Downer <laughs> that like we had to be like, but please don't forget like girls are still very looked down on in South Korea and there's a whole like backlash against any kind of feminism. So like as much as we want girls to rule the world and like girl power, like there's a whole society to butt up against in that. And like, that's something we have to be mindful of as K-pop fans. And like, yeah, because there was at a certain point, the, the conversation was kind of like, what do we want like for the, for girl groups in the future? Cause we were been talking about how they're like getting more now they're finally getting more of a push in the US and people are getting a chance to see that like K-pop isn't just about the boy groups and stuff and people were like oh well we really want to see more like women in power behind the scenes and like uh, more songwriters and CEOs and female producers and stuff Um, and then they talked about how like yeah, like we want it. They want to see the girls like saying girl power and that kind of stuff. And we were like, well, you know, like the feminist movement is very different the way that it unfolded in South Korea and like the social and cultural context that it's up against. Like this is why you see like people not being so, um, you know, upfront about those kinds of things. And we brought up the backlash that like Irene got from reading For some reading a book, book and having um, a phone case that yeah, says girls girl, are cool. Like, no, that's yeah. not a lie. Um, and so that was, it was really interesting. It was a, it was a very fun discussion to have. It was, it's, I mean, you know us, we love to be able to speak deeply and analytically about K-pop. And this was like a whole crew of people, um, who were down to do the exact same thing. Um, the guy who was working on the movie was really interesting because he was like, he talked, he didn't tell us a lot of specifics about the project, but said that it was about a girl group and he was like what do i need to be conscious of in promote in in uh showing these girls and like telling their stories like what are things that i like do's and don'ts of how girl groups are portrayed um and that was really cool i brought up that i didn't want them to be catty i was like they should be because you know like boys are always seen as like oh they're a family they're brothers they love each other and like the girls have to be competitive and like they don't get along like 
that doesn't make any sense. They're a team. Um, and so it was just really cool. I don't know. It was a lot of like bouncing back and forth between different ideas. There was one um, thing that the YouTube guys brought up that I thought was like, not unsurprising. Like as soon as I heard it, I was like, ugh, of course. But like, it just, it like doesn't make any sense. Like the way that these greedy capitalists are that they should have realized this, but the guys who have the YouTube channel said that they were told when they like get brand brands approach them or whatever. And then they would show that their audience was like 85% female. They'd be like, Oh, well then I don't want it. Yeah. Girls don't buy things. Mm-hmm. And it was like, in what world do girls not buy things? And like, I yeah. don't, I don't understand this like hesitancy that like, because K-pop is a thing that people like view as like just for girls, that that means it isn't profitable when mm-hmm. like the exact opposite is true and like yeah and they said that it wasn't even gendered products that were that were turning them down or, or that were like specifically looking at for this male demographic um so they were really confused about why that was and then emerson talked about how she's been trying to like in on the radio get a k-pop show going and the producers have told her that she needs a male co-host or she can't do it um so it's just really really interesting how how that kind of obvious sexism is just still such a linchpin in different things in our society that it's, it's, it was shocking to hear that insider perspective. Um, but it was, I mean, I guess not that surprising. Um, but yeah, it was but just that a was such really a cool, cool panel discussion. and discussion. And we like ended up hanging out for a while afterward, like talking to everybody because mm-hmm. nicely, a lot of people then came up to us because we were talking with such authority every time we had the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> so we hey, got- we did not dominate that conversation. No, we, we did help back. We did not dominate it. I'm just saying like a lot of people came up like, Hey, you seem to know what the fuck you're talking about. Can you tell me about your podcast? So that was very cool. And then we got to talk to a reporter from the LA times for a while because he also was very interested in what we had to say. So like looking forward to see if we get mentioned in an article, but like so fun. That in particular was really cool too, because he's a, a, he was a Korean American journalist who, um, you know, he, he really wanted to like, when we brought up like the the feminist movement in South Korea and like the misogyny that actually exists he was like this has been something that's been on my mind lately like as a Korean American like seeing the sort of reaction to different things and he really wanted to talk about like the nitty gritty of like racism and misogyny (laughs) in, in South Korea and like capitalism and monopolies and I was like dope like this is so yeah, we talked cool. to him we forever. talked to him for like an hour so nerdy i it loved was, it oh my god it was so freaking fun like that oh, that was like two straight hours of like high level discussion yes, about which K-pop. is our favorite like, thing god this makes me feel alive <laughs> like i was the burning elmo like yes, oh my like, god ah! just like screaming <laughs> it was so oh it was so validating and fun um and i love like this is like i said the magic of kcon is to find your your people mm-hmm. um and that was that was really great i loved that yeah so that was the end of it for us mm-hmm. um we <laughs> We, unfortunately, but fortunately for, like, our knees and our spirits, we didn't find out that we had tickets for the Sunday concert until, like, the minute we had driven off of the property. We literally walked into my apartment and we got a call that was like, I have your tickets. Are you still here? And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) 
I'm like, not going to lie to you, man. I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. <laughs> I live like 10 minutes from the convention center and I was not about to do no, that to I had, myself. I had already, <laughs> like, my brain was already ready to, like, go to sleep. And I don't think mm-hmm. I could have gotten back on it. And we were joking before we started recording that, like, I got home and I made dinner. And as I was finishing my dinner, I looked at my phone and it was like the concert started five minutes ago. And then when I like went and got in bed, it was like there's still an hour left of the concert. And like, Mm -hmm. I just don't think I could have done it. Maybe we were saying if we hadn't gone to 17 on Wednesday that we probably could have rallied for a second day of concert. But it was just it was such a long week. Like, I think I would have been. I think I would have been delirious and not even taken the concert in because I was Mm -hmm. so tired at that point. Yeah, I I really don't think that I I had it in me to make it through. And as I said many times to like reassure ourselves that that was the right decision. We never go to both days of KCON concert. Like we never do. We always only buy one night. And we also never do three days of the convention. We never do as many panels and activity. We never go like Saturday. We were there from 10 a.m. to 11:30 yeah. p.m. That is the longest day we've ever spent at KCON. Um, and I just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> um, I love you, KCON, but we were yeah, the, tired. Thank you, like uh, truly appreciative um, from the bottom of our hearts for oh, all yeah. of the things that we were like treated to and given access to this weekend. It was an honor and a privilege to oh, be yeah. press at KCON. But like, ooh, baby, I'm old and it was hard. <laughs> well, next time we just need to not have a stadium tour before that, yeah, or whatever. Right? Like, we need to not have a world tour two days before a three-day convention yeah um because we are in our 30s yeah so 17 <laughs> never do that again don't do that to us again 17 Wednesday, also so wednesday rude. night wednesday concert, concert is also bananas anyway anyway so to wrap up this KCON discussion, um, any like points or big overarching theories or mm-hmm. themes about this 10th year of KCON post-pandemic, yeah. like all not post after, after As the Woozy worst said of during it. During his concert, it's still happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, our, our um, post-hiatus KCON. Um, I don't know. I think what you said at the beginning of it, having this sort of sense of like renewal uh, to it definitely was there, especially with how like shiny and new, like all of the corporate sponsors in the convention floor were and the like big fancy stages and the like, like super organized events of the ISAC booth and the relay competitions and the dream stages. And then even like the new groups, like the oldest group is from 2016. Like, uh, and so, you know, we've talked about this before of how like it goes hand in hand with the globalization of K-pop and that like the, cause when we first, the, our first year at KCON, we saw shiny and turbo and, uh, pro no, 
not uh, Promise Night. G, G, friend. G friend was there, um, and like Zico was there by himself. Yeah, Dean was there Dean. that year. Mm-hmm. So it was like a wide variety of idols from different generations, and this was like almost exclusively fourth gen. I think you could you could say pretty decisively, um, and it's because now you know the second third gen groups like they can pay they can afford they to can go sell on their out own stadiums. Like, they don't. Yeah, need seventeen to come. doesn't need to come to KCON anymore because they can sell out the forum by themselves. So that was really interesting and definitely, I think, the biggest change that I noticed. Um, but it was really fun. I mean, I did miss the, like, weird merch booths that, of, like, the people that make their shit in the garage or whatever and, yeah. like, aren't with an but official company. But to be company. fair, none <laughs> of that stuff has been around since, like, 16, 17. Yeah, it's been a it's while. Been a it's while. been a while. Um, and I get it, like, with, you know, copyrights and licensing and all that kind of stuff. But um, I was also wondering aloud if if KCON continues to like grow at this rate, if it will ever like come back around mm-hmm. because like thinking about Comic-Con, for example, which was a very like grassroots, like fan thing. And then it became super corporate, like Marvel and Disney get like whole things and it's a very big deal, but they still have artist alley mm-hmm. where people who make their own stuff get to have little booths and sell things. And I'm sure they have to do a lot of legal loopholes to like make that shit work or something. But I wonder if KCON will ever come back around and we will get like the smaller. Cause yeah, yeah. I remember in previous years, like YouTubers had booths at Mm -hmm. on the convention floor, but also the convention floor itself was literally just folding tables and curtains. And now it was like the BB go booth had three full standing, like building facades Mm. and the carpet matched. And like, yeah, it was crazy. And they used to just have like, I don't know. I remember one year we got like, free Korean children's books. Yes, because like there was a like a Korean like cultural, cultural center, center or something. Or like, yeah, there it, it and it's now very much like tailored to Hollywood, K-beauty, K-food, K-pop. The CGV cinemas had like a whole like red carpet, like mm-hmm. big old thing. And you could like go in this curtain and like watch clips of the movies. And yeah. like, yeah, it's all very like. And I think there was like done. a section too with uh, like right next to the KCON stage where they did the opening ceremony where they had maybe like costumes or something from some of the dramas. There was like a big poster. I meant to go look, get a closer look at it and then we got distracted and forgot. Um, but it looked like it had like, uh, you know, like some, even like sea drama, like yeah. fantasy, like martial arts things. And I, I don't know. Um, but there was just a, there was a bunch, a bunch of stuff, but you know, I just remembered something we forgot What's that was that? new the global auditions that were Oh my God. Yeah. There were actual auditions. Wake Mm -hmm. the company wake one. And then also boys, another season of boys planet. were having auditions Mm -hmm. up in the meeting room all three days. And when we first got there, as we were coming up the escalator, a very sweaty, excited boy was coming back down and he was like, Oh, they asked me to freestyle. I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I was like ready to freestyle, but like, Oh my God, he was glowing and he was so excited. And And he was was like like, talking to his mom. It was really cute. It was, yeah, it was great. That was really fun. Um, and like when we talked to little Jed, it was like, (laughs) Oh, in a few years, that could be you in those auditions. Um, but yeah, that was really cool. And that's definitely new. Um, um, to have, but I think that makes sense, you know, to have uh, an audition set up at a place where you know you're going to be bringing people yeah. who know and care about K-pop. Um, it that was a a smart move from those companies, I think. Yeah, but overall, it was like a really fun weekend. I was so happy that like 
that KCON was back mm-hmm. because it had been such an important part of my summer for so many years. And then we were like without it. And so it was just like, it was nice to be back. Yeah. And it's still, even though it was like different and fancier and flashier and like more idols and whatever, it still felt like KCON. And so I was just very grateful to attend. So thank you to CJ and M and Toyota and everybody who, um, who made, made that it possible. possible. Um, And with that, we'll be right back with a random game. All right, we are back. And this week, the random number generator gave us a band band Mm -hmm. and flying. Yes, which is short for new flying, which also means new wings or new escape. Um, and this is a rap rock band formed by FNC Entertainment. They first debuted in Japan in 2013, and then they made their Korean debut in 2015, two years later, with an EP uh, and a lead single called Awesome. Uh, yeah, we talked about them a little bit years and years ago in the K-pop bands episode that I did with my husband as a temporary co-host. Um, but they are still around. Mm-hmm still doing stuff. Um, and there are currently five people in the band. The original bassist left and was replaced at some point, but yeah. they have a singer and a rhythm gu- who's a singer, rhythm guitarist and pianist, a lead guitarist, a drummer, a main vocal who only sings and a bassist. So they've got all the pieces of yeah. the band. They debuted as four and then added a fifth person. And then one of the original members left and was replaced. So they still have five people now, but a little bit of a change. Um, they've released a lot of music so far. They have two studio albums, one Japanese, one Korean. They have one reissue, um, a single album. And they have, I believe, seven, one, two. Seven EPs um, and a whole list of Korean and Japanese singles as well. Um, Yeah, so we are going to check out their most popular music video, which is from three years ago. It is called Rooftop and has 41 million views, which is a lot more views than their other videos. So I'm very curious. I'm always like, whenever a video is like, weirdly way more popular i'm always like is there something spicy in this or is it just like extra good or why (laughs) why is it so much more popular so i'm very curious um but if you would like to watch and flying rooftop with us uh you can pull it up and press play when i say go three two one go okay so we started with Oh, this song. I immediately remembered this song. Oh, yeah? Yes. They're on a rooftop. Yes, they are on a rooftop, but there's just four of them? Oh, no, maybe there... Yeah, there's just four. We've got a drummer, a guitarist, and two singers who are not playing instruments. And they're just playing on a rooftop. One of the singers has bright red hair, and the other one is wearing a very cool suede fringe jacket. When I was in elementary school, I did a project on Davy Crockett, and I wore a jacket just Just like like that. (laughs) And a little raccoon hat. Okay, one of these guys is really tired from running. (laughs) 
no, don't lay on the edge of that. I'm yeah, that makes me nervous. Ooh, different mics. We've got lots of different mics going on here. Yeah, I remember this song. I wonder why there's only uh, three people. I mean, four people in this. Did oh, someone have to go military? Maybe. This is from January 2019. Probably. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, we're at night now. Uh, December 18th, the racist had to voluntarily take a br- break for inappropriate behavior online. <gasps> oh, interesting. Okay, so this is before they replaced the bassist. That he never came back. Mm, okay. Ooh, have to look into that another time. Yikes. Oh, found it. <laughs> it says they made headlines. So this song helped them move past that controversy. Oh, good. That's good. The group saw public backlash and intense scrutiny when N Flying's former bassist Quan Quan. Quan Quan Jin became the center of controversy after multiple accusations, including sexual harassment, bad-mouthing his bandmates, and dating one of his fans, the latter of which is highly frowned upon in the K-pop industry. Quan and his lawyer deny most of the allegations, deeming any sexual misconduct as outlandish. Quan admitted to dating a fan and chose to depart the group permanently. Oh, well, there you go. Wow. Well, that's why there's only four people. But they, so they lost him like in the middle of rehearsals apparently, but went ahead and released this anyway. Oh, and this went to the top of the charts when it was. The front man of the group, Lee J. Don, wrote the song. Oh, well, there you go. I really like this night vibe with all of these light bulbs on the stick. Mm-hmm. It like looks ooh, and smoke. ooh, yeah, that looks cool. I like them in all their sweaters too. The guitarist kind of looks like uh, is the TXT's name Subin? No. Yeah. Yes. 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 Subin. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He kind of looked like him. <laughs> all right. The he end. Does. Yay. Nice. Nice. All right. It's weekly recommendation time, but I literally haven't like opened my computer or phone or breathed at all since like Tuesday. <laughs> so I don't know if I have something to recommend today. Um, you know what? I actually do want to oh, recommend something that we heard at the concert and I really liked. We're going to talk all about the concert in a minute, but I just have to remember um, who it was. Oh, yes. In Hypen did a song called Polaroid Love at the concert, and it was a very fun and cutesy bubblegum. It was very different from the other two songs that they performed, um, and it was really fun. I liked it a lot. So if you don't know a lot about In Hypen, um, which I do not at all, uh, <laughs> but I really liked Polaroid Love, um, so I am interested in listening to more and seeing if there are other fun b-sides that i might that i might grab onto. um so yeah that's my rec from a cake from kcon there you go that's perfect that's good um all right 
we'll wrap it up for now because we got to record a second episode for later in the week. And so since we're giving you all so much content, let's let's wrap it up now. But uh, if you want to get in contact with us, we can be found at AMAKPOPPOD on Twitter and Instagram, AMAKPOPPOD at gmail.com for emails. 181AMAKPOP5 is the number for voicemails and text messages. Again, y'all have been really good about that lately. I love it. Thank you. Um, PO box two, six, zero nine, six, Los Angeles, California, nine, zero, zero, two, six, uh, for actual mail and packages, link tree slash AMAK pop will take you to our YouTube, Spotify, and our discord. Uh, you should join the discord because they're like a whole, they're a whole little fandom of their own these days and everyone is friends. And if you want, I think if you want a set of these stickers that we talked about, that's the place to get them. Mm-hmm. They're they're taking group orders or something for the stickers in the Discord. I don't know. The Discord is really y'all's thing, and it's fine. I'm glad. Run with it. Have your thing. But I don't really know what goes on in there. But go go check it out because there's a lot it's a of, whole thing. Yeah, and the stickers in particular are very cute. I love the hashtag let idols bang with protection and consent. That's really funny. Yes. It's so good. There's a, my favorite one on the sticker sheet is there's a like shadowy picture of the two of us and I'm patting the seat next to us and it says, join us. Yeah. It's based on a Simpsons meme. Um, and I love it cause it's us. Cause it's us. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. And look forward to an extra episode this week. Uh, telling you all about our night at the concert on Saturday. Um, and then we will be back next week with 17 concert recap oh and i'll say this on the show in case anybody can get it to us before we record we sat behind the screens at 17 so Mm -hmm. we didn't see a single vcr and it's all i feel like our concert recap will be incomplete if we can't tell you what the vcrs were like so if anybody did go and remembers what the vcrs were like shoot us an email or a voicemail or whatever so that we can properly describe the 17 vcrs please Um, all right, that's it. Thank you for listening. Um, if you're a new listener that we met at KCON, thanks for checking the show out. Um, and yeah, that's it. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Jongyan, you're our inspiration. Bye.